This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. In this episode, I want to dive into identities, specifically the art of shedding identities. And I think that when we attach ourselves to identities that we hold, it can really limit our potential. And so with our quest being optimizing and unlocking our deepest and biggest potential, we need to have the conversation of identities. And so in this episode, I want to dive into what identities even are, where they come from, what purpose they serve, and ultimately how to start working with your identities and shedding ones that no longer serve you so that you can start adopting and bringing in other aspects of you and other identities that you want to hold. This makes you more whole and it just makes you more of who you already are. Really giving yourself that permission to expand and evolve. And we cannot do that when we hold on to the same identities in perpetuity because we are designed to evolve, to grow, to shift, to change. Just like the seasons, just like every other aspect of nature, we are a part of nature. And so our purpose here on the planet, in my opinion, as humans, is to constantly see what we are made of and what our potential can possibly be, which means understanding identities and knowing when it's time to let go of some in order to adopt and embody different ones. So if that's a conversation that you want to have, stay tuned for the rest of the episode. So let's start with what are identities? And an identity really is just a self-concept. It's a self-concept from our ego that helps us individuate ourselves from everyone else, essentially, right? When we have a certain identity, it helps us feel like we are an individual in the masses of millions and billions of people. And if we didn't have identities, we would literally just all be vanilla, right? And so we create and adopt these different identities so we can have a sense and make sense of who we are in this world of other people. And so we have this egocentric stage of development as children where there comes a point where it's time for us to start separating ourselves from our parents. When we are very young, we are very dependent on our parents and we almost see ourselves as our parent because we are very dependent and we 
then have a stage where we start to explore our independence. And it's in that independent stage where our ego starts to figure out who am I different than my parent? Who am I different than my caretaker? What separates me? And it's really important that children go through this process so they can have this development and this developmental phase of understanding who am I in this world? Because I realize at some point I am actually different than my parents. And when the brain starts to develop in that way, then this is the question that starts to become online. And so the thing is, even though that's where our ego starts to develop these identities, we can adopt new identities at any stage of our life. We can let go of identities at any stage of our life. But it's usually those foundational identities that we hold as children that are really this underlying factor that carries us through our life, which is why a lot of the work that I do in somatics and breath work and the embodiment work is really diving deep into like, are the identities that you are holding and that you've always held the same identities that you want to continue to hold in order to step into this new version that you're desiring to step into? Are those identities serving you? Or is it time to thank them and love them for the purpose they served, but ultimately let them go in order to create more space to invite in the new version of you that you want to step into. So let me give you an example of some identities so that you can start to identify them within yourself. So identities are always going to come after the statement I am, right? It's usually how we introduce ourselves When we say like, who am I? Or someone asks you, who are you? We usually will tend right to our identities. We'll say, I'm a mom. I'm a jujitsu athlete. I'm a competitor. I'm a martial artist. I'm a wife. I'm a fitness coach. I'm a business owner. I'm a vegan. And these are all aspects of who I am. However, that is not all of who I am. These are different facets of myself and different identities and quote unquote labels, because essentially identities are these labels that we hold. And when we hold too tightly onto our identities, we don't have room to evolve. And so that's the process we're gonna go through is understanding that and realizing that you have permission to shift and change your identities if they're no longer serving you. Once your identities start to make you feel like you're living in a box and it starts to make you feel like you're shrinking and small because you want to move past these identities, but they're going to hold you in this certain configuration, then that's when you want to start being curious and exploring like maybe this identity no longer serves me. But it doesn't mean that every identity that you hold, you have to let go of, right? The other identity that I have is I am a coach, I'm a teacher. And so this can, at its core, remain the same if that is constantly what feels aligned with me as I evolve and I constantly tune in and check in, does that still feel aligned with me? And if it is, what can change is how that manifests in the world. So like a coaching role in jujitsu versus, say, coaching in business or coaching in health. These are different ways and expressions of the coaching 
essentially attribute of myself. And the identity of being a coach is something that I do hold on to. But I also know that if it's something that I no longer want to do in my life, say 10 years from now, giving myself that permission to let go of that coaching identity, realize it has served me in so many ways, connected me with so many people, helped me transform so many people's lives, et cetera, et cetera. But in the new phase of my life, I get to let that go so that I can adopt whatever it else is it ends up being, if that is the case. That was just an example. I don't plan on letting go of that identity anytime soon. It still feels aligned with who I am, but just giving you an example. So the question becomes, who am I without the labels? Because like I said, who am I if I'm not a vegan? Who am I at my core if I'm not a competitor? And this is a really important question to reflect on and to ask yourself because let's use the competitor as an example when people hold on to this identity of being a competitor so tightly and it's the only thing that they completely form their world around this is very common in jujitsu when people get injured a very severe injury they lose that identity they lose the ability to train the ability to compete in that time being And if people are so wrapped up in that identity, that can absolutely crumble people. And we have seen that through every single sport when that's the case. People end up turning to alcoholism, right? They literally go into a dark, dark place because they have no idea who they are without the label of being a competitor, of being an athlete. Which is why I said the danger can be holding on too tightly to these identities and realizing that you are more than the identities that you're telling yourself that you are. So who are you without the labels? This comes down to your essence, to your core. So for me, I'm fun-loving, I'm free-spirited, I'm growth-minded, I'm resilient, I'm curious, I'm a rule challenger, I'm a trailblazer. These are core aspects of who I am that don't need labeling. It's just core aspects of who I am, of my essence. And so asking yourself, what is that about you? And sometimes people can be really disconnected to to figuring out the answer to this question because they've, one, been living through these surface level labels their whole life and not really have been connected to their essence and their core and their soul and their spirit and that disconnection, of course, you won't really know the answer to this question. And it's also people who are really like maybe disconnected to their inner child because your inner child is in their fullest expression. When you are young or when you can maybe look at a young child They are not worried about labels or how people are labeling them or how they need to label themselves. They're so focused on being in the present moment of being in the energy of joy and presence and exploration. And so I'm willing to bet that if you do some inner child work or some reflection even and really connect to who was I before the world told me who I needed to be or who was I before I created these identities of how I felt I needed to show up in the world. 
connect back to your inner child, what was he or she like in her purest essence when she just woke up and she just did things, right? Again, fun loving. Maybe she was curious. Maybe she was really intellectual and just loved to read or maybe just loved to learn. And so this, this is the question I pose for you to really reflect on. And then the other question is going to be, what identities do you hold? You know, going back to that first point that I made where I was sharing the surface level identities that I hold, right? Being a mom, being an athlete, being a business owner. These are identities that I hold currently. And so again, the identities that you hold, if you want support in figuring that out, is going to be whatever comes after that I am statement. These I am statements are affirmations. You're affirming who you are. That's what an affirmation is. Which is why affirmations are so big because the point of them is to help you embody a new version of you or a new energy that you want to step into, a new embodiment that you want to step into by using that repetition to create those new neural pathways. And so the same applies. I am, right? And maybe it's I am a perfectionist. Anything that you use after I am is an identity that you're currently holding. And it's worth writing it down and exploring how it has been impacting you and what the impact has been in your life of holding on to that identity of every single one of those. I really recommend that you write them down and then next to each one, how has it impacted you positively? How has it impacted you negatively? So that you can really have that awareness and clarity around these identities and how they're affecting you. Which leads me to kind of a second point here of Once you gain clarity on the current identities that you hold, it's important when you go through that journaling process to have a discernment and really reflect on which of those identities are you, ones that you've chosen, ones that feel aligned with you, and which of those identities are not you. Ones that you've adopted, perhaps. We take on identities that other people give us and we'll just accept it as who we are instead of actually having that discernment, that inner discernment of like, is this who I am? Is this who I want to be? Is this how I see myself? And so this is a really important question for you to ask yourself. And I want you to do this process of breaking down who am I, which of these identities are me that feel really good and expansive and really true for me, and which of these have I been holding on to but actually aren't really mine. They are really belong to other people and they've just been given to me or I've adopted them probably unconsciously or subconsciously without my knowing, but you still get to do that process to determine, is that something that I want to hold? And if the answer is, I don't really want to carry this identity with me anymore, it's not really serving me, maybe it did in the past, but it's not really doing much for me right now, I want you to give yourself permission to let it go. 
Give yourself permission to let it go. When we let go of things, as a culture, I feel like we are so fearful of letting go of things, right? It just kind of equates to like a loss or a grieving process of losing something. But I think it's really important to remember that we actually have to be grateful for the purpose it served and the role that it served for as long as it served it, but realize that we don't owe it anything, right? We get to be the conscious creators of our life, and that includes how we want to show up in our life. And so it's really important to note that your actions and your beliefs follow who you say you are. Your actions and beliefs follow who you say you are without the shadow of a doubt. What does this mean? So if you really identify with being a competitor, chances are you're probably going to be taking action steps that align with that. Meaning you're going to sign up for competitions. You're going to go to training regularly. You may be diligent about your nutrition and your recovery, right? The actions that you're taking are going to support this belief system and this identity because it's congruent. And for instance, if you say that I'm a vegan, if you're a vegan, that means the actions that you're probably going to take are going to be including choosing plant-based foods, right? Maybe you're a little bit more environmental conscious. Maybe you value sustainability, right? And so there's actions that you take that align with that because it's all under the same umbrella. And so let me give another couple of examples that I see a lot. One is saying I'm a insert whatever type of player player. So let's use top player as an example. When people say I'm a top player, and this was me for a very long time. I'm a top player. I'm a top player. I'm a top player. Yes, I'm a top player. And when I held on to that identity too tightly, it really limited my growth being a bottom player. Right? There was a lot of resistance around learning bottom techniques, around pulling guard. Because to me, it was like, I'm a top player. So that was the identity that I was holding. So the actions I needed to take to expand my game, to evolve in jujitsu was to learn how to be a bottom player. But because I held on too tightly to that identity, I wasn't allowing myself that growth opportunity. So I needed to keep the identity of being a top player, but release my attachment to that being all of who I was and realize that I get to be a top player and a bottom player. And when I adopted that as my new identity and that as my new belief, then the actions I was taking follow suit. I started to pull guard, started to play more guard, and now I'm actually good (laughs) on the bottom and playing guard. And I could never have gotten good at it if I've never got into it. And the only way that I would be able to do that and see progress is by adopting that identity that I get to be both because that's what I'm choosing. You know, other common ones I see are just like, I'm not creative. Again, if you believe you're not creative, then you're not gonna make any creative efforts. You're not gonna, in jujitsu, expand your game creatively. Maybe you're not gonna see outside of the box solutions to problems you're experiencing that require creativity in order to be solved. Another one is like, I'm the fat kid. This is an identity that maybe was taken on very young. Maybe you were bullied a lot for being a little overweight, being a little chubby, 
And there's many people that will still use that fuel as like bettering themselves and like maybe improving their body and maybe they get into athleticism and then they get fit, whatever it is, right? That can be like a motivator for people, an extrinsic motivator. However, even when they're looking shredded and fit, they can still have these thoughts, right? They can still have these negative body image thoughts and body dysmorphia, always thinking they're the fat kid. And what this does is even if their body physically is showing something different, their internal language and their belief systems are still rooted around, I'm the fat kid. And because of this, they may lack a deep sense of self-trust around food, which may lead to their actions of being controlling their food through tracking their macros. Or maybe they stay in sports because they're afraid that if I don't do a sport, if I don't be consistent in the gym, I'm going to gain that weight back. And therefore, I'm going to go back into that identity of being the fat kid. This is what I see a lot. Versus really shedding that identity and taking the new one of I'm a healthy, fit version of myself. I have the ability to be healthy, fit, and strong. I am a person who is healthy and fit. Taking that new identity is going to give you more confidence and self-belief and self-trust. And the actions that you take are going to align more seamlessly and effortlessly And there's not going to be that fear that you're going to return back to this old belief because you've let that belief go and you've replaced it with a new one. Another one similar to this is like, I'm not athletic. I see this and hear this so much in jujitsu. I'm not athletic. I'm not athletic. I'm not athletic. Because they weren't athletic growing up. But if you hold on to that identity, you're always going to believe and the actions that you take are always going to reflect that belief. So it's up to you to take on the belief and the identity of like, I am athletic. And as you start to really embody that and believe that in every cell of your being, what do the actions of someone who's athletic do? Right? Starting to show up in the embodiment of that version of you. The thing is, you're not going to be able to hold both of those polarities that I am not athletic and I am athletic. And one of them has to go. So which one is aligned with the version of you that you want to step into? Consciously choose that one and then lovingly let the other one go. Another one is I'm the expert, right? People can fall into this trap of like, I'm the expert. And why is this limiting? Because if that's a belief and identity that you're holding on really tightly to, Well, chances are you're not going to give yourself room to grow. You're not going to allow yourself to be the beginner, to be the quote unquote white belt again in any area of life because you have this fundamental belief that you know it all. And if you believe that you know it all, well, then there's nothing left to learn, which stifles your growth and your evolution. So these are just some examples. And I really want you to dive deep into the stories that you tell yourself, right? What are the beliefs that you tell yourself? Because when you dive into those things, again, you're going to go through this process of, well, how has it served me? And how has it been limiting me? And is it something I still want to keep? Or can I, do I still want to keep it and maybe just release my attachment from it a little bit to create more space for something else to be there? 
Or is it something I need to completely let go of? And only you can really come to that answer. So let's step into a little bit of kind of like a process, if you will, because you know I'm big on structures, big on like blueprints, big on step-by-step systems. I really work well in that way. And so it's really how I see life. How can I make it a process? How can I just systematize it and understand it and delineate it? And it's really weird saying that actually coming from me because I'm actually a very big like creative and like visionary and I actually have a hard time doing very medial things. At least like when someone tells me what exactly I need to do, I can do it down to the point, but it's actually like bringing my big vision, bringing my big ideas and actually bringing them into form is something that I have a lot of support with because I can't necessarily see that like small like breakdown, but then once it's there, it makes sense and I can do it. And that's just what I know about myself. So the first step, and I kind of alluded to this, is loving and thanking these identities. So when it comes to the art of shedding identities, you must first thank them and love them. Because like I said, they served a purpose at one point. They've gotten you to where you are today. Think about that. Even something like a perfectionist. When I let go of perfectionism, I absolutely had to love and accept and thank perfectionism. And that part of me that created perfectionism as a coping strategy to get through life because I actually achieved a lot of things. So there's a lot I have to thank for perfectionism. But the thing about it was that, again, nothing's perfect. And in order for me to grow, I had to be okay with failure. I had to be okay with making mistakes. And when I came to that realization, I realized, well, if I hold the identity of perfectionism, you know, well, I'm not going to be able to let myself make mistakes and fail. So it's time for me to let that identity go. The second step is just knowing and believing that you are more than this identity. Really sit with yourself for a moment with whatever identity you want to work with. Just taking a deep breath and just telling yourself and trying to feel it with every cell and fiber of your being, I am more than this identity. I am more than a competitor. I am more than a data analyst. I am more than an artist. I am more than a mom. And notice if anything comes up in your body, notice if anything shifts or anything tingles or if there's any sensations, if there's any like deep knowing, if there's any resistance, just notice anything that's present and how the words resonate when you tell yourself that there's more to you than what you're saying you are. It's really important that you know and believe on a cellular level that you are so much more than your identity. Step three is really diving into what resistance or fear comes up when you explore letting go of this identity. Let's just use vegan for an example. Say somebody was vegan for a long time and maybe they start having health issues. And they go to a naturopath and the naturopath recommends, you know, you actually need 
red meat. You actually need red meat. Your body is telling you red meat is actually what you need for, for health. Are you kidding me? That's going to be an identity crisis. And they're going to really have to come to terms. This person in this example totally made up with this idea of like, do I want to choose my health and therefore I need to shed this identity and start really just honoring what my body needs and realizing that it's okay and it's actually necessary for me to honor what my body needs over maintaining this identity, right? That's like a rough one because there's a lot that goes into veganism as far as like activism and like I said, sustainability. There could be so many reasons why people choose that lifestyle. And so when they come into it and they determine, you know, or they find that out, you know, that can rock someone's world, but that can happen with any single identity. And again, because it's our level of attachment to the identity. And the less attached we are to the identity, when we can just thank it and understand what it is and what it was and how it served us and like let it go or just create more space for a different aspect of yourself to come online, your relationship with those identities can be so much more healthy. So what resistance or fear comes up when you explore letting go of this identity? And another like asterisk part of the question you can ask yourself is, what is it trying to hold on to? What is this identity trying to hold on to, right? Because if there's resistance, that makes perfect sense. Your mind doesn't want to let go of who you said you were. It's like, hello, remember, this is how we operate in the world. This is how we individuate ourselves from everyone in the world. This is who we are. What do you mean you're not this anymore? So there's going to be resistance. There's going to be fear, but it's up to you to determine and figure out what is it trying to hold on to? Is it trying to hold on to a self-perception? Is it trying to hold on to friendships? Maybe you have a whole friend group that's all vegans. And if you decide to go on this path with this one example of, you know, you now need red meat for your health. Maybe it's trying to hold on to these friendships because you don't want to lose friends. Is it trying to hold on to a level of like safety and security? Which is usually one of the big ones that's probably always going to be there for people because people have a sense of safety when they have this identity of who they are. But anytime we shift an identity, there's this unstable transition period because we're just like, well, this was who I was and who the hell am I without this thing? This happens a lot in relationships and there's a lot of enmeshment or codependency in relationships and then they get divorced or they separate. A lot of times the individual, whether they initiated the separation or not, will be like, I have zero idea who I am without this person. And that is a beautiful opportunity for self-exploration and self-healing. That's like one of the best catapults to self-healing, really. It's like a beautiful process of like, this is your opportunity to get to know who you are. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what type of success you've had. We're human on a fundamental level. Every single one of us stripped away naked is human. So this can happen to any of us. And the last part of the the self-inquiry, if you will, 
is what parts of me are able to come more online by shedding this identity? So when we talk about the creative, right? Somebody who says, I'm not creative. If you shed that identity of not being creative, what part of you gets to come more online? Perhaps your creative part. Then what does that mean for you, right? What are the tangible results and outcome of holding that identity? If you now adopt this identity that I am creative, well, what world does that open up for you? So again, just to reiterate these steps that could act as amazing journal prompts for you. One, love and thank the identities. Make a list of your identities, love and thank each one. Get clear on what is me, what is not me, and the ones that you want to let go of, love and thank them. Then start shifting into knowing and believing that you are more than the identities. Then getting clear on what is the resistance and fear that comes up and what is it trying to hold on to. Gaining awareness around that and what becomes available to me when I shed this identity. And then ultimately, the last step, which is, you know, a bonus step or really just the act itself is then it's time to let it go. And really, it's a decision. It's a decision you have to make of, okay, now that I got all this clarity on the pros and cons and what I want to take and what I want to leave, now I need to literally just choose to let it go. And if there's a grieving process that needs to come with that, that makes perfect sense. And that's actually normal because you are grieving a part of you. So allow yourself to grieve, but also get excited about what's to come with these new identities that you're choosing to hold and take on. The final note I want to make here, and I alluded to this a couple times, but it's really important, is that this whole conversation It's not about shedding your identity. It's about shedding your attachment to that identity. I literally just got chills when I said that and just like a full rush of energy through my body because of the truth that that statement holds. Because again, our identities are important. They help us individuate ourselves in the world, help us understand who am I in the masses of millions and billions of people. So our identities make sense. And we get to play with the identities, right? We get to change our identities. We literally get to be chameleons when it comes to our identities. It's not about shedding your identity. It's about shedding your attachment to that identity and realizing that you literally get to be everything and anything that you truly desire to be. I want you to think about it this way. You are borrowing these identities in order for your soul, your essence to experience itself on earth in the physical 3D world. I know this is getting a little metaphysical here, but be open-minded to consider this. That we are just borrowing these identities so that our soul, our essence, 
can experience itself in this 3D world because our soul is not of this world. Our soul is not of the 3D world. It's not something tangible that we can see right now. Looking around the room, you can't see your soul. It is so much more beyond us. But in order for us to experience this physical world, again, we have to individuate where the identities serve that purpose. But remember, why why are we borrowing these identities, right? Because when we die, our identities die too. What's left is our essence, is our soul. Because again, that's not attached to the 3D world. And this is a concept I really want you to just think about. You don't have to take it as your truth. This is my truth. This is what I believe. But it might be something worth considering if you struggle with identities, if you struggle with letting go of shedding and you feel like you're boxed into these things. Remember that like when you die, your identities aren't going with you. It's your core. It's your essence that's going with you. So think of it as borrowing identities. And what do you do when you borrow something? You can give it back. You can borrow something else to try on. You know, last thing I'll leave you with is kind of like some of the identities that I'm learning to step into, one of which is going to be a singer. And that's an identity that I'm taking on. Never identified as a singer in my life. But there's an expression within me. There's a part of my soul within me that really wants to sing. And I don't know what that means yet. I don't know what I'm going to create from that yet. But I'm trusting that nudge and what I'm doing action step wise to, again, be in congruence with that identity is looking into voice lessons. Another part of me is doing stand-up comedy. I'm super stoked to do stand-up comedy and like to consider myself like a stand-up comedian. That's a huge edge for me. Like, I always thought I was funny. I'm willing to embarrass myself, like, in public, and it doesn't ever cause embarrassment within me, but I love the idea of embarrassing other people by just doing crazy things. And that is kind of, like, my style. And so I just really wanted to do stand-up. And another interesting thing about that is I always said as a younger child and teen, if you will, that, like, I'm not a public speaker. But when I let go of that identity, because I do workshops and seminars and speaking engagements all around the country, that is a new identity that I now hold, that I am a speaker. But so much of that relates to the stand-up comedy because now I'm going to be on stage, maybe even when I'm singing too, right? I might combine both. I literally don't know (laughs) what it's going to look like yet because I don't plan things out like that. Let the universe guide me but I just listen to my soul for the next steps of the evolution that I'm meant to step into. And so those are just some fun things that I'm working with right now. And I'm so excited to see where it goes. But again, it starts with believing in that identity, that this is you, you get to choose this. And the last one I'll speak to, because it's a little bit of a longer term goal, but it's still something I'm like working in is I want to be a pilot. I want to get my flying license. 
And so again, all three of those things are completely different, right? But it doesn't mean I can't do those things or be those things unless I tell myself that I can. And I believe that I can be anything that I want to be. The same goes for you. And I really want to be a pilot. Like I want to fly. I always love to fly. I've always loved watching birds and just like their freedom. Again, that was one thing. That's a big core value of mine, right? It comes back to my essence, freedom and being free spirited. For me, oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. If I'm really embodying this deep aspect of who I am of being free spirited and and freedom and playfulness, well, it makes sense that like being a pilot would come up in my sphere in part of my evolution because I really enjoy that sensation of gliding through the air, of flying, of like free falling, of just no limits. So I've never really shared this with anyone. (laughs) So you guys are the first in the know to know some of the, you know, deepest things that I'm working on. Um, And I just hope it gives you permission to really look inward and connect with like, what are those things that I have been wanting to do that maybe just felt like I couldn't because I was holding on to certain identities that have been telling me that you can't do this and do this. So I really, really enjoyed recording this episode because this has been a lot of the deep work that I've done with myself in addition to my students and clients, but really my work. Like I have changed so much in my life And it's so empowering. And I really want to offer you that same opportunity to feel empowered. And this episode, I really think will do that if you really take it to heart. So I would love to know how this episode landed for you. You know, what came up for you as I was sharing this. As always, you can shoot me a private message. You can tag us any insights or things that you learned on Instagram at Body by Boss LLC. We would love to reshare them. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now.